Welcome to the Sober Bliss Podcast, bringing you hints, tips, advice and inspiration as you walk your path to living a rich and full alcohol-free life. Discover why sobriety is the most loving gift of self-care and self-love and how you can feel empowered and joyous with your choice to live the abundant life of alcohol freedom that you deserve. I'm Gail MacDonald, coach, teacher, mum and tea drinker, living a life of alcohol freedom and I'm here to help you to transform your relationship with alcohol in a way that feels good so you can live the life you deserve without alcohol holding you back. Hello, hello, good morning and welcome to this week's podcast with me, Gail, from Sober Bliss. And I have a really lovely, exciting edition of the podcast for you today. And my hope is that after listening, you're going to feel inspired and excited for the next steps on your own journey, whether that be carrying on the amazing progress you've already made, feeling uplifted and energetic, or if you're just starting out on this wonderful path, um, I want you to feel fully supported with that deep inner knowing that you can do this and that you have everything you need already inside of you and with the help of this podcast you can begin to tap into that wonderful inspiring uplifting energy because that's what we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about how to use your energy to feel good about being sober this is something that I talk about a lot and how when you use your energy you can make 2022 the year that your life changes and for all the right reasons but first of all how are you how is your festive season going If this has been your first alcohol-free Christmas, then well done. I'm so proud of you. But if you haven't quite managed it, then, you know, that's okay. It is hard. I do get it. So please, be kind, be gentle. Give yourself a dusting down and remember that you can start again today, tomorrow. And hopefully, just by listening to the podcast today you will be inspired again to do so. And if you need more support, then you know I am here for you. All you have to do is just reach out. So welcome to this episode, which is the last podcast episode of 2021. I can't quite believe that we're here at the end of 2021 already. I don't know about you, but this year seems to have flown by and I'm recording this on the 30th of December, so there's only two days left of 2021. Now, I don't know about you, but that's quite a good thing, I think, in my opinion, roll on 2022. And I really hope that you have enjoyed the episodes of this year and thank you so much to 
the wonderful people who've helped me with the podcast because I don't do it on my own. Yes, it's me sitting here. I'm in my office today, but as you know, I'm often in the car. But also I've had lovely guests on the show who've contributed and I have to say thank you to my husband who patiently edits everything that I record. And most of all, thank you to you for listening to me ramble on. It really means a lot. It means the world, in fact, to have you here with me today and in past episodes and hopefully future episodes. So how was your Christmas? I hope that it was everything that you wanted more than you wanted. Mine has been really quiet actually. It's been quite nice and calm and a bit of a reflection I suppose of what I'd like to talk to you about today. I don't know if you can tell from my voice, but I'm recovering from a cold. Um, I woke up on Boxing Day feeling, you know, full of cold, not really great. So basically the past few days have been either in pyjamas or cosy jumpers, fluffy socks, under a blanket, which is what I'm doing right now. I'm under a blanket, still in my pyjamas. Um, And I've been reading my new books, and that's about it, really. There's been lots of food available, thankfully, partly because we bought a really big turkey this year, and I think we went a bit crazy and stocked up on lots of food beforehand. But also, I think the fact that there's still lots of food left is because Joshua, my eldest son, moved out (laughs) just two days before Christmas. I knew it was coming, but I wasn't expecting it to be so sudden. So it was very strange, I have to say, on Christmas morning when there was just the three of us. But he did come round and have his dinner, open his presents, and then he left again. So that's another reason why there's lots of food left, because he's 19, so he eats a lot of food. So basically, I've had the luxury of being able to do nothing really, not having to cook, being nice and calm and quiet and slow and probably what I've needed as we come to the end of 2021. Um, Now, that might be in contrast, I suppose, to my usual upbeat on the go self, but I do have times when I am... well, tired, let's face it, and I need to rest, Um, and thanks actually to no longer numbing out all of these feelings with booze, I am able to recognise when my energy is high, when my energy is low, and just go with it, which is what I'm going to be talking about with you today, Um, but generally... Despite my cold, I have been feeling really good over the holidays. Um, I've had a lovely time and Santa's been really generous. So I hope that's the same for you. Now, I know I just mentioned it there, but I am usually quite an upbeat person. And if you know me, then you know that I am all about feeling good, feeling positive, 
and inspired and uplifted on this journey. Um, that's something that a lot of my clients say. It's quite, you know, not what they expected, but it's really welcome, especially given the place that we find ourselves in, often just before we decide to stop drinking. We're not in a good, positive or uplifted space, which is why I try and bring this energy to the experience. And sometimes I do feel a little bit guilty, I suppose, a little bit bad about my experience of sobriety and and why and how I just love this way of life so much. Because I do recognise that, that, you know, the topic of alcohol dependence, struggling with our drinking and all of those feelings of of shame and guilt and regret, it is hard. It's not a good place to be in and I do get it. I do understand and I have, of course, been there and was stuck in that awful cycle of drinking yet not wanting to drink, feeling bad, wanting to stop but being unable to stop for such a long time. Um, And I also understand that even just the thought of not drinking, of losing our crutch, I suppose, our friend, no matter how destructive that friend is, it is scary and terrifying and throws up a lot of feelings which are not often positive, inspired or uplifted. However, I do have to say that my experience of going alcohol-free and living alcohol-free has been and still is um, not what I thought it would be at all. So I did think it was going to be hard. I thought it would be boring I thought I would be bored I thought I wouldn't be able to have fun again or relax properly or I thought I would miss out on everything Uh, I didn't think I'd be able to cope with you know the usual ups and downs of life Um, I did think that I'd be triggered a lot and tempted a lot I thought that You know, I'd be forever having to get through cravings and continuously tell myself that, you know, I couldn't drink, I wasn't allowed to drink, I was unable to drink. Um, I thought that my life, as I knew it, would be over. Um, And actually, that life is over, but not in the way that you would expect, not in the way that I thought it would end if you like. So my experience um, and part of why I do what I do is because my experience has not been the struggle and the fear and all of those negative thoughts and feelings that I thought it would be. My experience has been as far away from that as you can imagine probably and it is such a magical lovely experience that I'm living now and that is one of the reasons you know why I do what I do because I want you to 
experience what I've experienced. Now, that's not to say that there haven't been challenges along the way, because there have been. A lot has happened since um, I stopped drinking in 2018. Now, I don't need to tell you about the past two years, obviously, but on a personal note, um, my family and I have had to face some extremely difficult times, but I was able to do it. We were able to do it because my husband, as you know, stopped drinking the day before I did. So the both of us have been able to face these challenges and difficult times completely sober and with clarity and focus. And while the experiences, I have to say, were very intense and really difficult and at times soul-destroying, we got through it. And thanks largely, I have to say, to being alcohol-free. Because for me and for many people that I talk to, being alcohol-free, having a sober lifestyle is a bit like having a superpower, I suppose. It gives us that sense that we can do anything. Because you know what? I think we absolutely can. And that's what I mean when I talk about energy and feeling good and feeling uplifted and inspired. It's not about, you know, living that pink cloud experience all the time because that's not realistic it's more about the fact that whatever's going on in our lives and around the world we do feel able to cope and empowered and confident that we can cope with whatever comes our way and we can deal with things and enjoy the human experience in a way that we just can't when we're drinking. And that brings me to one of the things that my clients referred to. Now, you might have heard this in last week's podcast when I had that chat with Kate. She was talking about her experience of the journey of being alcohol-free and also of the coaching. And she said it... It felt really joyful and an abundant and gentle, I suppose, but at the same time empowering and uplifting, which is what I want for you. This has been my experience, her experience, and I want it to be your experience. Because let's face it, it's far better feeling this way than being scared, alone, and ashamed, right? So today I want to give you a little taste of that. I want to give you a little taste of how it feels when you're in that coaching experience with me, if that's what you want to do. And also, um, I want to give you a little taste of how it feels when you use your energy in your own journey, So just before I go on, and while we're on the topic of coaching, I do want to share that I have some spaces available for one-to-one coaching starting in January, which, as I said, is about two days' time because I'm recording this on 
December the 30th. So if you want to feel good in 2022, if you want to feel good about yourself, and if you want to feel empowered and uplifted, and of course inspired in your alcohol-free life, then book a chat with me to find out more, and I leave the link in the show notes so you can book a chat and talk about where to go from there. So back to the topic of using your energy then to feel good and make 2022 the year your life changes, the year that you find freedom from that cycle you've been stuck in and the year that you get to feel good about yourself, good about your choices and good about your sobriety no matter what is going on. And we're going to use our energy to do that. So what exactly do I mean when I talk about energy? Um, I don't really mean that, you know, when you stop drinking, you've probably heard this before or experienced it yourself. When you stop drinking, you do notice that your energy returns and you suddenly have, well, energy, I suppose, and the drive and the motivation to do all the things, you know, especially the things that you didn't get around to doing when you were drinking. And that is true. You do have lots of energy. You do feel that natural desire, I suppose, to fix things, to go walking, to go running maybe, to tidy up, to get things in order, to clean. Um, But that's not the energy that I mean here in this podcast. So what do I mean? Well, okay. Um, I suppose what I mean is that energy is cyclical, I suppose. It ebbs and it flows. It waxes and it wanes. You know what it's like. There's days when you feel full of energy and there's days when you feel like you've got no energy at all. So there'll be times when our energy is really high vibe and we're feeling good and there will be times when our energy is low. Just yesterday my energy was really low Um, and I was actually in bed by 8pm last night whereas this morning I woke up early, not ridiculously early, but I woke up early feeling full of energy. So that's just one example of how our energy kind of dips and increases depending on the time of day. Um, And there are other times in our lives, in the week, in the month, in the year really, when our energy is high and when it's low. So I want you to remember that, you know, don't make it wrong if you're feeling down or low on energy. Or, and I've heard this before, don't blame yourself or don't blame it on the fact that you're not drinking because you're feeling this way. The key really to using your energy on this journey is to notice, you know, those peaks and troughs, those ebbs and flows, um, notice what's going on with your energy and how you're feeling. And then, I suppose, just trust that it's happening for a reason 
and surrender and just go with the flow as much as you can. And the more you understand your own natural flow of energy, your own natural ups and downs, then the easier it will be um, on this journey and, well, life in general. So what do I mean exactly? Well, our energy is influenced by such a lot. Um, Other people, for example, can influence our energy. The time of day, as I mentioned before, the seasons, um, the phases of the moon. A lot of internal and external factors can influence our energy. And when we're in touch with that, when we notice it, when we know what's going on, we can use it to our advantage. So take the moon, for example. And this is just one aspect of how to use the energies around us and indeed our own energy within us to help us on this journey. So the energy of the moon, if you don't already know, is very powerful. And that's why I created the lunar retreat for you. Um, So we can use the moon, the energies of the moon, to guide and support us on this journey and in our everyday lives. I recently started working with the moon, maybe about a year ago, and something that I do now consciously, intentionally, most days. And you can learn how I do that and how you can use the energies of the moon, um, especially with your journey to sobriety, with the lunar retreat, which I mentioned before. Um, If you'd like to do that, I leave a link in the show notes. Um, Just quickly... It's um, a seven-day mini-course, if you like, and you do get a lovely PDF download with daily exercises, and you get an email every day, which takes you over the, the whole seven days of the lunar retreat, starting at the new moon, which is when our energy tends to be highest. So the new moon does signify... A renewed energy, I suppose. Um, Fresh starts, new beginnings. And it's a great time for intention setting and deciding. Whereas the full moon is a time to let go and release and surrender. And our energy is very different at these different moon phases. Similarly... And you probably know this already, but winter is very different to summer and spring in terms of energy. Winter is often a time to slow down, even if we're not physically able to hibernate the whole of winter, much as we'd like to. We do get that sense of a need to uh, slow down and retreat a little bit to focus more on our self-care and maybe to tend to our energies in a gentle way as opposed to cultivating it and trying to, you know, boost it up. I suppose winter is a time to winter or to hibernate 
in the sense of, you know, not physically sleeping for three months, but thinning down, slowing down, cutting back on everything. Whereas spring is a time for fresh ideas, new starts and new beginnings. Um, And while January typically is in winter, if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, January can also be a time for fresh starts and new beginnings. Hence, we tend to do our resolutions on the 1st of January. Or for you, you might be more of a a September person in terms of that new energy for fresh starts and new beginnings. So it's very personal, but there also are typically times in the day, in the year, in the month, when our energy is up and when it's down. And that goes for, you know, the day-to-day living as well. You will notice that some parts of the day are higher in energy than others. And that's perfectly normal. We can't be firing on all cylinders all day long. For example, I'm a morning person, um, which is why I'm here this morning with you, but I'm not a nighttime person at all. In the morning, my energy generally is pretty high. I feel good um, and, yeah, uplifted and inspired, I suppose. But come nine o'clock in the evening, if I'm not already in bed... um, I wouldn't be sitting here recording a podcast because I'd be a rubbish host, quite frankly, and probably send you to sleep. (laughs) Whereas you might be the opposite. You might be a night owl and your energy might really soar as the day goes on, but you might be hopeless in the morning. So it's just a case of being aware of that, understanding that, tapping into that, and using it to your advantage. Um, so I hope that you can see that our energy does naturally, you know, flow up, flow down, has peaks and troughs, depending on the day, the month, the season, and that's that's okay. And we're going to use it to help us on this journey. Um, but there's another way that you can use your energy... Um, And I want to share that with you as well. Um, And that is, as well as recognizing where your energy is high, where your energy is low, and going with the flow of that, you can also shift your energy as and when you need it to help you. And that's a really exciting part. Um... But first, I just want to go into a little bit more about how we can use our natural energies on this journey. Um, And this might come as, I don't know, a bit of a surprise maybe, especially if you're just starting out or you're about to embark on this journey. Or maybe you've been here before and you know what I'm about to say. Uh, And it's about the tiredness, the intense emotions, the cravings, um, 
and those feelings of being triggered by certain people. And then on the other side of that, you've also got those pink cloud moments. You know, the desire to clean your whole house or to go for a run or to climb a mountain. Um, that you'd suddenly experience sometimes all of those in one day. And that is the shocking part, I suppose, of leaving alcohol behind because it's just so unexpected. It's not something that we've experienced before. And our energy is basically all over the place. And that is partly due to the fact that our brains and our bodies are adjusting, detoxing and coming back into balance but it's also um, that we're probably noticing our natural ebbs and flows of energy that we've not noticed before. You know, it's not something that we're really aware of in the same way when we're drinking because we use alcohol to manage our energy. Uh, You know, when you're getting ready to go out or... Saturday afternoon maybe is feeling like, I don't know, in a bit of a slump or we're bored or tired. We'll often turn to alcohol to help us in that moment. You know, we might have a couple of beers or a glass of wine to lift us up and get us in the party mood. Similarly, when we're home after a busy day or when the kids have finally gone to bed, and we want to relax or wind down and de-stress, then, you know, a couple of glasses of wine will chemically do that for us. So it's no wonder then that when we remove the alcohol, we become so much more aware of our feelings and energy states because we're not controlling them anymore with alcohol we are not using alcohol to decide when we want to be you know high vibe or when it's time to wind down and relax um we are starting to do that naturally which can be a bit of a surprise and a bit scary um you know there's nothing wrong when this is happening It's just that we've never noticed it before. But now that you are aware of it, you can do something about it. So the first thing is um, just that really, notice it, be aware of it. Um, Maybe keep a little record or a diary or just a mental note of when you are feeling good and in high vibe energy And when you're feeling not so good or your energy is a bit flat or a bit low, um, you might already know this about yourself already. Um, For example, personally, I am a morning person and my energy is at its best in the morning. That's not to say that I jump out of bed and go for a run or anything, because I don't. But I do (laughs) feel awake and alive and really refreshed in the morning. So I like to do 
a morning ritual of morning pages. Maybe I'll go for a walk with the dog if it's my turn. And I like to listen to something um, uplifting in the morning as well. I also like to plan my days in the morning. Maybe do a little bit of exercise, some cleaning perhaps if I'm in the mood or whatever. But the thing is you'll never find me doing these things in the evening. Like I said, I wouldn't come and do a podcast with you at nine o'clock at night. Um, You won't find me cleaning the bathroom, for example, or going for a run late in the evening. Because for me, that's naturally the time when my energy is low and I want something more calming and soothing and gentle to do. So reading, watching a bit of TV, maybe a meditation or something before bed. However, you might be the opposite and you might really enjoy doing your journaling or cooking or, I don't know, defrosting the freezer at midnight, um, which is something you would never have been able to do after a glass or few of wine, I'm sure. So you know yourself, you know when your energy is high and when your energy is low. You also might notice that you have different times in the day where your energy changes. For example, I often experience a bit of a slump in the afternoon. Um, Maybe it's because I'm used to everything slowing down here for siesta time or my energy just naturally takes a dip at 3 p.m. I don't know why but I don't like three o'clock in the afternoon I've never liked it Um, and actually that was the time that I would generally reach for a drink because I didn't like how I felt at three o'clock and I wanted to change that so a beer or two would obviously help You might notice that there are times when you feel the same, five o'clock, four o'clock, the witching hour. Maybe you've become used to having a glass of wine or opening the fridge because it's that time of day when you suddenly notice that your energies change and you don't like or you're not used to the feeling that comes with that energy change. Um, But there are some things that you can do if you too have like an afternoon slump. Um, I sometimes just surrender and go and have a nap or I might take myself off for a walk or I might sit in bed with a book, not exactly sleep but just relax. If it's summertime then I probably will have a siesta. Um, But it just depends on kind of what I've got going on that day, what I want to do. But I think that's key. I don't just blindly reach for a beer anymore, obviously. Um, I make an effort to either surrender to the way that I'm feeling or I try and change it intentionally. So that's kind of what I'm trying to say in a bit of a rambly way I suppose there are two 
sides to using your energy two ways that we can use our energy to help us on this journey but the first thing is to notice when your energy is up when your energy is down your own natural rhythms of energy and take it from there um <clears throat> you probably already know your own natural rhythms so that's a really good start so surrender to it you know go with the flow don't fight if you're feeling tired there's no point and don't I suppose try and squash your energy force yourself to do something relaxing when actually you do want to go for a run or clean the kitchen or whatever it might be our energy is high and low at different times for a reason and instead of chemically managing our energy like we used to do with wine um, it's time to go with the flow which is a huge part of this journey so in a moment then I'm going to tell you about the other way that you can use your energy to help um, but I just want to say again that the key thing is to embrace and accept the natural flow of your personal energy and use that to help you on a practical note that might be to avoid that person who drains your energy and you can only cope with them by drinking wine or it could be and I touched on this before it could be to do things like allow yourself a lie-in on a Sunday or go to bed early if you want to because you simply need to rest and recharge and this is what I mean by you know when I said don't force it if you really want to go to bed then go to bed or on the other side it could be that you know when the mood takes you and you feel really inspired and uplifted go with that feeling when it happens take your kids to the park or maybe put some music on and have a dance or go for that run along the beach if that's what you want to do and using your energy in this way means that you get to do all the things that you want to do and need to do when you want and need to do them feeling good in this journey is not about having a life that's perfect and full of rainbows and unicorns all the time because that's obviously not realistic but it is about accepting and embracing those times when you do want to go I don't know while swimming or something or those times when you do want to repaint the bathroom but it's also about feeling good in those times when all you really want to do is sit and read or colour in or I don't know stroll along the beach or wrap yourself in a blanket and sit in the garden it's about feeling good and and content I suppose and safe in 
whichever energy state we are in at that time. I hope that makes sense. So that's one side of using our energy, you know, accepting, embracing, going with the flow. And the other way that we can use our energy to help us feel good, to help us feel better in our sober journey, and to help us make 2022 the year that we finally find freedom and peace and happiness, um, is probably the way that I've talked about energy in previous podcasts, and probably the way that you're expecting me to to talk about. So there are two sides to this second way of using your energy. And it's they're both connected, but they're two different... Um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Two different aspects of it. So the first aspect is thoughts, beliefs, and feelings. And you probably know what I'm going to say here. Um, when I say that, if you think and believe that this journey is going to be difficult, it's going to be hard, it's going to be boring, um, that you can't do it, that you're going to fail, then chances are that is what will happen. Now, I've said this before, and I'll probably keep saying it again and again and again. If you think and believe the negative then that is the experience that you'll have. However, (laughs) if you think and believe the positive aspect of living alcohol-free, then chances are that is more of the kind of experience that you will have. So where do these thoughts, beliefs and feelings come from then? That being sober is boring, difficult, hard. Well... You know, when it comes to alcohol and sobriety, we've been conditioned, I suppose, to believe that drinking equals fun and happiness and connection and friendship, whereas sobriety equals loneliness, boredom, dullness, feeling deprived and missing out. That's what we've been told over and over and over, usually by people who are drinking, by, you know, the marketing, the advertising, the alcohol companies. So it's no wonder that these beliefs are pretty, you know, hardwired into our brains. Um, And it's the feelings that we attach to these thoughts and beliefs that can keep us stuck. Because if you have always believed that alcohol is fun and it brings those, you know, feel-good feelings, whereas sobriety is the opposite and you're going to feel stuck and bored and lonely, um, then obviously it's going to be more difficult for you to break out of that cycle you're always going to want to go back to the thing that feels good in your mind. Um, However, 
as I said, you know, right at the beginning, my experience of sobriety hasn't been what I thought it would be. It hasn't been difficult or hard or boring or lonely. It's been quite the opposite. And that didn't happen by accident. So it's important to say that a belief is just a thought that we've been thinking over and over and over and over. And it's about the feelings that we attach to those beliefs and thoughts. So can you see then that in order to change the belief, we have to simply change our thoughts. But more importantly, we have to change the feeling that we attach to the thought. And that is basically what I did. So I didn't focus on how dull and boring it was, you know, even though I did sit on the sofa and eat cake for two months. I didn't think of that as being dull and boring. I thought of that as being calming and comforting and just what I needed. And then after that, I focused my attention and my feelings on all the positives that I was experiencing now. Focus on everything that I was gaining and not what I was giving up. So I'll give you some more practical examples so that you can see what I mean. But basically, if you keep thinking that sobriety is going to be hard and boring and you focus on the feelings that come with those thoughts then you're not going to be you know in for a very good time however if you make the effort to think new thoughts and attach new feelings to those thoughts like I'm going to feel amazing when I wake up without a hangover it's going to be so good to go to sleep not drunk, not passing out, then chances are you're going to get more used to the idea that it's actually not all bad. Um, so more ways that you can do this, for example, uh, I talk about this a lot, about your mornings, how important your mornings are. And even if you're not a morning person, you can still use the time to set the tone for the day. Because I think in the morning we're more open, more receptive and more able to take on new ideas and beliefs. And that's why I always talk about, you know, filling your mind and your soul and your heart with positive things. Because it works, you know, I say this for a reason. I like to do morning pages first thing, which, first of all, lets out all of the negativity and random thoughts that have popped up when I wake up. Um, and then after that, after I've made space by getting out all of that negativity, then I start to allow positive things in. So I might write out my 
positive affirmations or uplifting mantras or I might do a nice calming meditation or listen to something upbeat and motivational and inspiring. Um, anything really to help me start the day feeling good. So it's important not to watch the news first thing or look at your phone or check your emails or messages or wake up and immediately think, oh, not another day of not drinking. Um, Because then you're just letting in that negativity straight away and that is how the rest of your day will carry on on that kind of downbeat negative vibe and we don't want that like attracts like so if you want an uplifting positive experience then you have to make the effort to focus on bringing those positive inspiring thoughts feelings beliefs into your day and the morning is a really good way to do that and be consistent with this as well if you can um you know you can't just repeat a few nice mantras once and then expect everything to fall into place um just like it took time to build our beliefs about alcohol and drinking it's going to take time to build new beliefs but don't think of it as or something else that I have to do in the morning. Just think of it as a nice and uplifting way to start your day. Because it is. And, you know, who who wouldn't want to have a morning filled with lovely thoughts and feelings? But we have to keep repeating it again and again and again. You might have heard there's different timescales, I think, for building and creating new habits. So 21 days, what's the other one, 42 or 66? Um, So yeah, you can't just repeat a couple of mantras for two days. You have to repeat them for a bit longer than that, but that's fine. Okay, and another thing that I talk about a lot, I say a lot, is that Emotion drives our behavior. So when you're listening to your affirmations or writing down what it is that you want to do, I don't know, at the end of your first month of being alcohol-free, then really focus on how that makes you feel. Because that's a thing that will carry you through. And that is another way of using your energy to help you feel good you know what it's like when you just naturally feel good about something your energy is a lot lighter and a lot high vibe so if you can intentionally focus on the feelings then your energy will naturally come up to match your feelings and also I'd like to say as well that really easy and quick way of doing that is to focus on gratitude 
Now, Kate and I talked about this in our podcast last week. Gratitude is a kind of a buzzword at the moment, but it's also really simple and really powerful. It is the most uplifting emotion there is, and it can really help you to start your day or end your day with just lovely, happy energy, I suppose. So do take a moment when you can and think of a few things that you are grateful for and how those things make you feel. So why are you grateful for, I don't know, your cup of tea in the morning, which is something that I'm always grateful for. And how does that thing make you feel? And tap into that feeling and use that feeling to carry you through. And you can take this even further by focusing those feelings or maybe channeling those feelings or finding visual representations of those feelings. So in the form of a vision board, for example. Um, I've talked about a vision board and visualizing in another podcast. So I'll put the link to that in the show notes. So if you do want to learn more about how to use a vision board, how to use visualization to raise your energy and keep you feeling good, then I'll put the link uh, to that podcast in the show notes. But the idea, you know, the general idea is to create images that represent how being alcohol-free makes you feel and all the things that you want to do, have and be while you're on this journey. You know, we're not talking mansions and private jets here, although if that's what you're aiming for, then, you know, go right ahead. But it's more things that you can connect with, things that bring up positive, happy feeling and good energy. My current vision board, for example, has a mixture of images of things that I want to do, um, things that I want to have, and how I want to feel. So I've got pictures on there of candles, blankets, um, what else? I'm looking at it now. A new sofa that would feel amazing. I've got a picture on there of somebody outdoors running because that's something that I'd like to maybe get back into again. Um, There's lots of kind of connection to nature images on there. And when I look at those images, then I just generally feel really positive and inspired. And dare I say it, motivated but not in, you know, not motivated in the let's do a 10k run or power up our mornings with a brutal workout kind of way, but motivated in the sense that, yes, I am doing exactly the thing that I've always wanted. I am on the right path and I plan to stay here because I know how it feels. And I get to feel even better 
as time goes on and in fact just looking at the images that you have on your own vision board will allow you to feel how you want to feel right now and that is a thing that will help you through and carry you forward when things get a little bit tricky but if you don't have time to do a vision board or spend you know half an hour in visualization every day or if you just want a quick energy boost during the day then a really good thing that you can do is to make your affirmations come up on your phone throughout the day so set an alarm or a timer so that you do get that regular burst of you know positive phrases and and mantras and affirmations that you can look at especially if you time it to come on I don't know just before wine o'clock or when you know that you might feel a little bit down also have an uplifting playlist or inspirational podcast that you can listen to when you go for a walk or when you're cleaning or driving or whatever because you know sometimes just even five minutes of focused intention and joy is all you need to get you through a craving lift your spirits raise your energy or just remind yourself that you are exactly where you need to be and you're doing great so always always focus on what you are gaining and how good you feel when you're not drinking even when you're not dancing around in high vibe energy because we can't do that all the time even when you're tired and you just want to read or nap or go for a walk or chill out it feels so good to be able to do that intentionally and to enjoy the calm the peace and the freedom knowing that you get to choose your energy and your actions and thoughts are not being dictated to by alcohol anymore and that is such a good feeling and it gets back to what I said earlier on you know feeling good in sobriety is not riding that wave of pink cloudness all the time sometimes it's feeling good when you're just quiet and calm and relaxed so on that note I think I need to go and replenish my own energy now with a nice cup of tea but I do hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast really sorry about my voice um I don't think it's back to 100%. But let me know what you've taken from today's episode. Let me know if you've enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you need um, more support, then book your session with me and let's chat about how one-to-one coaching will make 2022 the year your life changes and you get to feel good about your sobriety. And I promise my voice will be much better by then. So yes, this has been the last podcast of 2021. 
thank you so much again and i'll see you back here next week next year with a very special podcast but in the meantime happy new year and i'm sending you all my love and best wishes for 2022